Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? <laughs> wow, I am well-rested and well-fed. I'm well-fed. And you're well-fed yep. for once. Who would have thought? Usually we come, you know, we're recording later than usual. Right. On a weekday. Right. Usually when we do a weekday recording, David comes here straight from work. Straight from work. Doesn't stop for dinner. I don't even get in the car. Just I just right. start running. Right. Right. Like Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. <Can't> get there. <laughs> right. Right. No time. Well, you do have that sweet new ride though. So today you drove. Yeah. Today. The, yeah, yeah. This time. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's a little bit later. See, I could never do that. I could never ever like. Drew sometimes will get in, he'll come in in the morning, have a cup of coffee and go through his whole day and forget to eat lunch. Mm. And then at the end of the day, he's like, oh, I'm really hungry and go home and get dinner. Like, I, I'm not that guy. Like, I cannot, like, I have never in my life forgotten to eat lunch. Really? No matter how busy You're I am. You're always eating, though. I am always. For, for an athletic man. Like Mr. Athletic Guy, okay. you're always eating. Well, Not that you're eating unhealthy, but no, you're no, always eating. That's fair enough. And I'm just saying. Because like, yeah, <laughs> you're burning it off. Yeah, your boy's not going to skip a meal. Yeah. Your, your boy's not going to accidentally forget. Like, that's not an option for I mean, me. Meanwhile, the longer you leave me alone, the longer I'll go without eating. Really? It's not until I interact with someone yeah. that I realize, oh, wait a minute. I have a headache because <laughs> I haven't eaten anything. Right. Or, or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, it's funny, all those all those different things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so, I'm feeling pretty on top of the world. Are you ready for some hot news? I am. This, right off the press. <laughs> this just in. Just in. So we're going to talk a little business. Okay. And in order for me to talk about the business, we need to explain something. Wait, we're going to talk business or we're going to talk a business? Yeah, the business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk... <laughs> I just want to know what I'm in for. <laughs> that Johnny Depp, he's making me cry. <laughs> Do you get that quote? Yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, what, what's the movie um, with the scissors? Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, it's such a good movie. That Johnny Depp, he's making me cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie industry is, we've discussed on this show many times, that we all report our grosses every night. Right. So it's, it's like a subscription model. Mm. And it's not that you have to participate, right? but it's sort of the norm. Like if you're going to be a mainstream, successful commercial movie theater, you play along and you report your grosses. One of the things that's interesting about that is that everybody reports their grosses. So it's kind of cool because I can see what all my competitors did this weekend. Now, fair enough, they can all see what I did this weekend. You know, so it cuts both ways. Yeah. And definitely we have gotten in trouble before because it's just like middle school. There's always like a snitch out there. 
So I got a call. This was years ago, back when my boy. Remember, we used to talk about Bruce Blatt. Yeah. He would be cursing at me before I answered the phone. Yeah. Like he would dial my number and start cursing. Yeah. <laughs> and when I, I when I answered the phone, he'd be in the middle of it. <laughs> he'd be halfway through cursing me out <laughs> before he answered my phone. Uh, but he was great. He was legend. Legend, and he was amazing. He was my rep from Warner Brothers, and we love him and miss him. He retired after a zillion years in the business. Anyway, Bruce called me one day and was like, "Why'd you drop my show of such and such?" And I was like, "I was like, oh, I I, I didn't think we did, but let me check my schedule." And blah, blah, blah. sure enough, it turned out we had a show missing. And he was like, "Not for nothing." But I just want to let you know that this was brought to my attention. And I said, what do you mean brought to your attention? And he goes, well, not all of your friends are your friends. <laughs> and I was like, well, what are you talking about? Now, I'm not going to name names here on the show because I don't want to stir up any old hard feelings. Right. But not all of my friends Frank. are friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, remember we talked about this in the like a, a while ago, how our friends in distribution and our friends in exhibitions, right. like the Congress. You don't really mean your friends, you right. know? So some of the larger chains have theaters that are competitive with us. And we refer to them as my friends at Regal, my friends at AMC, my friends at Cinemark, right? right. Well, one of my friends from the larger chains took it upon themselves to call Bruce. Because what happens is they get, they get pissy because they think I'm getting away with something. I'm, you know, you nine times out of 10, it's an innocent mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it's more than nine times out of 10. It's like almost 10 out of 10. Time, it's, it's extremely it, personal. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> so anyway, so they snitched me out. Somebody snitched yeah. me out. So this is, I got off on a little tangent about seeing each other's grosses and seeing each other's showtimes and all this kind of stuff. It's, that's the kind of business it is. So the industry in America, and I guess globally, but the industry that I pay attention to uh, in the domestic market. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Look it up, boys. It refers to the North American market. Um, the domestic market mm. uh, is carved up into designated market areas. Mm. So your theater, wherever you may be in America, is located within a defined Designated market area, mm. commonly referred to as a DMA. <gasps> <laughs> no. so, yeah. so your DMA, my DM, our DMA, that all three Penn Cinema locations are in, okay. lists the top 100 theaters, yeah. and it includes all of Eastern Pennsylvania, which includes, of course, Philadelphia, all of Southeast Pennsylvania. It includes Harrisburg, Carlisle, Gettysburg, Philly, Allentown, Reading, wow. Lancaster, obviously. It also includes Delaware mm -hmm. and a circle around the New Jersey side of Philadelphia. Sorry, Delaware? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it includes like the Cherry Hill, like okay. if like a circle around Philadelphia. So pretty big market. Yeah. Pretty big market area. Now to give you some perspective, Penn Cinema Lidditz is routinely either in the top ten or just outside of the top ten. Like, it would be nothing for us to be 14th. Um, Doctor Strange weekend, we were 6th, you know, so okay. we were pretty happy with that, you know. And, you know, it might be 12th, might be 9th, you know, something like that. This weekend. Are you ready? Um, are you um, sitting down? Hold on. All right. <laughs> this weekend, we were number one. What? 
<laughs> you heard it right. No need to rewind the show. Penn Cinema Linux, the number one theater in the entire DMA. Yeah, what's up? How do you like me now? Wow. Yeah, we were pretty pleased with it. It's a, it's a big deal. Wow. Yeah. Did you guys make like paper crowns and wear them all day? Well, when did you find out? What time was it? I found out Monday morning when I checked our grosses, as I do every single Monday morning. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, it's Tuesday at 6.21 p.m., and you're just telling me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the big news at Penn Cinema. We, we congratulated our management team and wow. told them how proud we were of them and all the work they did to make that happen. Where are and their donuts? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I like to know about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... Yeah, we're well, pretty big excited. Congrats to the Penn Cinema team. Yeah, the Penn Cinema team delivers. Number one. Number one. Not close to the top. No. The top. Yeah. Yeah. Did you call the other theater and just be like, <laughs> how is it down there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I tell you what I did. I did not call anybody because they're all beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah it was pretty cool but i mean you know i know that it's it's sort of one of those things like i don't know some of the other top theaters might have been just had an off weekend or maybe they had construction on the road outside of their theater like it's kind of fluky like i know we'll go back to being eighth or you know whatever They're but still going back. but it's nice like it's just nice to have that little win and put that in your pocket while you're at the top you'll yeah. your bombs and then yeah. when you go back they go off and yeah. The rest. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that as a headline news. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And now you know what a DMA is. I know. Aaron thought it was a demilitarized Access area. area. <laughs> 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 All right. Give me some Hollywood news. Okay. You familiar with Margot Robbie? Love her. Right? She's yes. She's going to be Barbie in the upcoming yeah. Barbie movie, yeah. right? She's, She's no joke. Yeah. Well, she played Harley Quinn. Right. She was a joke. Er. Er. Girlfriend. <laughs> well, her and, and Jay Roche, who did the Austin Powers Love Jay. series, uh, they're planning on an Ocean's Eleven prequel. Hmm. Now, but it's going to be set in the 1960s in Europe. So, have you ever seen the original Ocean's Eleven? It's very long and very like it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's, Wait, it's very it's very long and slow. But yes, so you have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You give the long answer before you answer the question. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just say it's a movie of its time. A movie of its time. I've never seen it. Oh, really? Which is odd because the regular Ocean's Eleven, the new one, yeah, with uh, George Clooney and Brad Pitt and those so those guys, is really one of my favorite movies of all time. I always forget to include it in like the top ten lists. Right. But when I just think about movies that make me happy on the inside, I love that movie. Ocean's Eleven is great. Yeah. And whenever I put on a tuxedo. I always imagine that I look just like George Clooney. People are always like, is that Daniel Craig or George Clooney? Right. right. Which? Right. Which, which, where's Ben? I, well, it's just me, guys. These guys. It's just me, oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, right. right. I get that a lot. Yeah. So, so here's my point. The original Ocean's Eleven, it sounds like what you just announced. Yeah. Here exclusively on the on no the Ben Cinema no podcast. Else has heard this right. News before, right. Right. Are they making a prequel to the original Ocean's? Like, did did the original Ocean's Eleven take place in the '60s? I guess realistically it did, but this is a prequel to the George Clooney. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's that like was the from the article that I read. Okay, it made it seem that this is a prequel to the George Clooney 
So you're universe. talking about like a really young Daniel Ocean and a really young, or maybe his, well at that point, I mean, because it could have been his parents, mm. even or amazing. This is exciting. I think this is going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, those are fun movies. Yeah, I'm going to watch the original. Here's here's an interesting. Excuse me. Here's an interesting. I don't like this story. A story. I don't like it. I, you know, I am okay with it. Marvel signs a deal to bring Stan Lee back through digital technology and archive footage. Here's why I'm okay with it. He's not going to be a major role in anything. It's not like it's not like um, in Rogue One where you had um, mm, Tarkin. I see, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's going to be like maybe he'll be behind the counter or it'll be like a – a picture of him on a billboard or, you know, just like a small cameo thing, similar to what he'd been doing before. And I think that uh, part of like the Marvel livelihood of him being like the heart of Marvel, I think that's fine. <laughs> now the agreement, excuse me, the agreement that they signed with the uh, estate or the company running his marketing or whatever it is, is that they have to, agree on a base by base uh, input if it is um, case by case case by case excuse me <coughs> case by case uh, occasion or whatever to see if it's tasteful and if they don't think it's tasteful then it doesn't fly that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life what, what do you think about that I was well because I, I have an opinion that I'm waiting we can talk about this idea, and then I'm going to share my backstory. Yeah. But before we get to my backstory, just on its face. Right. So the great almighty Stan Lee family. Right. Purveyor of all things. But it's not the family. It's like two. It's like BAM Studios and some Even other better. Yeah. So it's like a bunch of lawyers. And <coughs> they are going to now be like Tipper Gore and determine what is or is inappropriate for the youth of America. No, I mean, yes. <laughs> so when you say no, you mean yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to decide whether or not the his, arrogance, his appearance the is arrogance. something that he would have done. <clears throat> All right. Here's my backstory. Yeah. Is at Comic-Con in whatever year. Yeah. I want to say <coughs> maybe 2012, maybe 2010. Is that long ago? It's been a long time. It would have been that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm at Comic Con. Yeah. And there's Stan Lee, like yeah. right there. Yeah. Please note, I'm somewhere in the building as well. Yes. Just not with you. Well, you had been chit chatting earlier, lunching earlier with Stan Lee. Obviously. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, was yeah, picking yeah. your brain for ideas, you know, for the upcoming Marvel Universe. Yeah, he's like, what kind of movie should I right. make? And I was like, right. let, me, let me tell you. So, this was after you were chatting with him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. This was later. And you were downstairs, and I was upstairs, and there's Stan Lee. Coming at me. Just I right there. Hot take. Right. Ooh. Now listen, this is the second time <clears throat> I'm gonna share a story on the podcast about when I got snubbed by a celebrity. So what hot girl was near you <laughs> this time? No, no, no. This has nothing to do with women. Oh, okay. This is I just feel like so he's at Comic Con. Okay. Literally with his people. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, who goes to Comic Con? Fans. 
you know, the, the, the definition of his audience, right? right? So everybody in the building should be like his people, yeah. right? So he was at some event at this end of the building and he was being ushered to an event at this other end of the building. Uh-huh. And I happen to be in between. Comes walking right past me and I go to lift my hand or raise my phone to take a picture or somehow like, oh my God, Stan Lee, you know, yeah. like, hey, just trying to be a friendly, f- I, was, I wasn't psychotic. I wasn't like lunging at him. I wasn't naked at the time. You know, right? yeah. on this particular back, day. Back to the, the Statham story. <laughs> right. You were naked then. Oh, did I leave that out of the Jason <laughs> Statham story? You left that out before. Oh, oh, right. No, that's an important detail. <laughs> yeah. That might have contributed yeah. to why Jason Statham kept walking. It's weird, right? Right. But in this case, I was fully clothed. Okay. Apparently harmless. Hmm. Like, literally, I'm like the most harmless, like, I'm just standing there. And this is before you had your renegade long hair. Right. I'm yeah. just like a regular guy. Yeah. Wanting to somehow make some connection, mm. eye contact, a wave, a nod, anything. Yeah. I didn't want him to stop walking. Right. I didn't want him to come and do an interview. Yeah. I didn't want him to pose for a picture. I didn't ask for an autograph. I just literally was kind of like saying like, you know, yeah. look over here. Anyway, Stan Lee could not be bothered to turn his head to even acknowledge but what was even worse, he was surrounded by all his henchmen. And one of them came over and was like, no, 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 no. he's got somewhere to be, you know, like got all up in our, it was me and Mark. Me and Mark were, this happened to the right. two of us together. Got up in our face and told us like, you basically go to hell. Right. Stanley wants nothing to do with you. This is where, see, this is where you, you've got like, you're taking it way too personal. <laughs> okay, talk to me. I do. Tell me why it's okay. Stay that I understand. You were at a party. Right. Right. And right. you were mingling. Right. That's different. Okay. But at a convention, yeah. they've got a, you know, like you weren't a weirdo, right? Right. right. But do you know how many weirdos are at Comic-Con? Uh, I mean, besides you? Yeah. Right. So there's at least two. <laughs> there's you and me and Mark. That's right. three. Three. Right. No, but I'm saying there's- The big O. There's, yeah. There's there's a ton of, of weirdos. Right. Yes. It's insane. The, right. the amount of people, like, Comic-Con is amazing. I love Comic-Con. It's my people. But- my people don't know how to interact with other people. <laughs> right. I'm just straight up telling you okay. they've lost that ability okay. to some degree. Okay. And Fair that, enough. Like when you, if you ever go to a Q and a, yeah. we call them that guy. Cause there's always that guy that's like, doesn't understand that the person who made the show that they love and they watch is not sitting in the room with them every day watching the show <laughs> that they love. And they're like, uh, episode 43 at 45 seconds in, if you pause it in the background, you can see a blinking red light. Uh, what, was the, what was the significance of that on the overall story of season four? You know, like, <laughs> right. like that, you know, they, these guys. So first off, yeah. he needs his henchmen there yeah. to keep guys like everyone, me. no, everyone right, away. Right, right. You, you okay. eventually have to put up a wall. Okay. Where you have to block out everyone. Because yeah. if you let one person in, right. it, it's like water. Right. It just makes the crack wider and wider. Mm. Two, at this point, and I've seen Stanley at this, uh, probably at this convention even. Yeah. He was already on his way out. Love yeah. Stanley, but yeah. I gotta say, by this point that you see his public appearances, he wasn't really there. Yeah. Three, he's been doing this for a billion years. 
right? <laughs> At some point, right. you learn to tune out because yeah. just like he has to have the henchman there to stop right. you, right. you learn to tune. It's better to, instead right. of even trying to make eye contact, right. it's better to just, just keep walking. Just say no and yeah. just keep walking. Yeah. So I was just saying, man. Okay, so the first time I saw a Marvel movie that did not feature Stan Lee, yeah. I was thrilled. So I thought, this is great. We can now watch Marvel movies in peace without yeah, having to have, movies. you know, weirdos showing up. Does he haunt you? Like, at night, a little bit. You're like, Amy, don't turn the lights up. Yeah. Stan Lee. <laughs> he's I didn't see it. He didn't make an appearance in the movie. I know he's going to show up <laughs> right. at some point. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. So anyway, so what you're telling me now yeah. is that if the family approves the delicate use of his mighty majesty's image, mm. Then we're gonna see him in more Marvel movies. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know when Pat is lying? Because <laughs> his lips are moving. <laughs> All right. Speaking of lying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy says they would never, never in a million bajillion years, Wait, ever. Can I Google never? Yeah. Okay. You might have Frodo. Can you give us a, a breakdown of the word "never"? Does "never" mean mostly not? No. <laughs> Does it mean until we get the idea that it'll make tons more money? No. No. It means never. It means not ever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sometimes. Well, when someone's dead, <laughs> right? Then it means maybe for sure. Yeah, for one hundred percent. What's your What's your line? Sixty percent of the time, right. it's one hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So they, they, she says they would never make an Indiana Jones movie without Harrison Ford. Can I slip in like a little teaser for a later segment of our show? Sure. The trailers this week are awesome. Dude, they're fantastic. I think every, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight trailers. Right. And I am hard pressed. To, I know which one I picked, but I am hard pressed to pick which one's the best. Oh, man. I had the same trouble. Yeah. Uh, I, and I missed one of them because it was not suitable for work, so I, and I forgot to watch it before I, okay. I walked up here. But, yeah. Okay, so getting back to Kathleen Kennedy. Okay, she said, while speaking with Vanity Fair, Lucasfilm's president Kathleen Kennedy reflected on Solo, a Star Wars story. Kennedy now believes the part that part of the reason of the film became a box office failure was that Harrison Ford wasn't involved, not because it was so dark you couldn't see what was going on, saying it, it seems abundantly clear that they can't recast iconic characters. This belief carries on to the Indiana Jones franchise with Kennedy saying that they would Almost never make never. Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. Almost never. <laughs> well, not not ever until he's dead. Right. Or almost dead. Right. See above Stan Lee's story. Right. And then Harrison Ford bumps in, and Harrison Ford said that he doesn't want anyone to replace him when he's done with the role. Quote, nobody else is going to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> Don't you get it? I'm Indiana Jones. When I'm gone, he's gone. It's easy. I'm the real Kramer. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> to which... He, he, I love that he, that even the article that this was in was said. So eventually, when they do replace him, right. yeah, because there's no way they're not right. Give it twenty years; they're, they remake everything. Twenty years, ten years. He's seventy now, so or eighty now. Whatever. He's old. He's old. He's out. Yeah. Yeah. This is a hilarious story. Right. I love this story so much, <laughs> but it ties into. Do you remember when we? Um, reviewed the Irishman. Yes. 
And there was a lot of discussion because they did that thing, anti-aging for De Niro, de-aging, de-aging. Like you de-ice your car and you de-age your movie stars. And one of the comments that I made, which nobody else, I I didn't read it anywhere else. So I feel like people aren't really worried about it. But one of the comments that I made is, as long as de-aging is like a thing, it's every time you de-age an iconic movie star to, to play an iconic role, you're denying an up and coming actor right. some great opportunity. And now we're at the, the deep fake technology where you don't you, you don't even have to de-age, you just get someone who kind of looks like them and you change their face. So my point is, I think that the classy move, like I don't understand why everyone can't do what Sylvester Stallone did in Rocky. Like keep your iconic character. Pass you can you can be the only Indiana Jones, but let's have an Ohio Jones come up behind you. We well, tried to do that with the Shia. I know, and he failed. But that was try a, again. Try again. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Try. If at first you don't succeed, fry, fry again. If you if at try, first you don't try succeed, again. right? You get one more chance, and then we right. cut you off. Right. Yeah. So. And then, but that's like Stan Lee, like Harrison Ford is acting exactly like Stan Lee. Now, is his estate going to approve when you can and cannot cast him as Indiana Jones after his death? He's too grumpy. Stan Lee wasn't Captain Grumpo. Oh, wasn't he? (laughs) Except for that time with you. Yeah, my life experience (laughs) says otherwise. (laughs) And let's define one of the most iconic storytellers in the history of man. By one man. By my two and a half second (laughs) life experience. (laughs) Let's define the the entirety of his existence. (laughs) Someone categorically known for being lovable and and the people's man. Adored by millions. Yeah. Yeah, They they all got it wrong. Every single one of them. (laughs) I saw the real Stanley. I've uncovered the truth. Don't talk too loud. The FBI will be knocking down the door. He knows too much. He knows too much. (laughs) Hey, I guarantee the FBI already knows the truth about Stanley. Yeah, but we're not supposed to. Oh, right. (laughs) Shit. I get that wrong all the time. (laughs) Now, listen, let me just make clear. Yeah. Because I know this is people are listening to the show. Yeah. And they're thinking they're only, they can only come to one natural conclusion. Who's going to play the next Ben Ketchum? <laughs> Don't worry. I'll make sure it's tastefully done. <laughs> Who's going to play the next David Walton? Don't worry. I'll make sure that's tastefully you done. You better. You know, it's going to be Marley and Kayla are going to be left to be the, the <laughs> purveyors of what's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think I get to choose what is acceptable for me. I have a question for you, dear listener. Mm. Podcast at pencinema.com. How do you know we're not already the replacements? <laughs> <laughs> These voice modulators are amazing. They're off the hook. <laughs> Maybe there's only one of us and we're like talking to each other. Oh, well, I guarantee you people already think that's yeah. Like people who know you are like this right. David guy doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> people know me is like Penu. Right. There's no way that the theater in Pennsylvania is named after a guy named Penn. Right. I'll take that to the bank. A guy named Penn from New York. Right. <laughs> and that's all the news fit to print. Okay, so as alluded to in the aforementioned trailers tease, yes. uh, we have one amazing trailer after another. Oh, my God. I can rule out a couple that were, like, pretty good, but definitely not my trailer of the week. Okay. But there are one, two, 
three, four, five out of the eight that you could tell me they're, tra- they're your trailer of the week, and I would say absolutely. Yeah. There's five contenders, and, and the three that are not contenders are still pretty good. So let's start with those. Okay. The first non-contender in my book is Bros. Right, that was the one I wasn't able to watch because it's okay. NSW. So NSFW is... Um, not suitable for work. Bros. I, I, I was shocked because I, cl- I just put it into YouTube and clicked play. And then all of a sudden there was F-bombs and some, some semi-graphic scenes. Um, but it didn't come up like a Red Band trailer. Right. So, I just noticed that the title had that. Yeah. Yeah. That in it. So, so like, yeah, just wait. anyway, this is a, looks like a romantic comedy. It's about a guy who is asked, a, a guy who's gay, who asked, who is asked to write a screenplay for a movie about gay people. But the premise is about a gay couple, but the premise is write it in a way that straight guys will like it. <laughs> so this, the the like the joke is like so am I going to be like in a car chase that blows up and <laughs> you know it's like Jason Momoa going to be you know involved somehow the, the it's hilarious I mean it's not my trailer of the week as I mentioned but the trailer is hilarious and I don't know I didn't recognize the studio I'm not sure if this is going to be a wide release or not but the trailer looked pretty good. Like, yeah. it was an amusing trailer. Uh, when I found out about it, all the articles I saw were giving the trailer good reviews. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, the next trailer is Pauly Go. Yeah. This looked like a delightful, like, kind of small indie film comedy. Yeah. About a, a young boy who wants, he wants an AI scholarship or something. Yeah. And his professor turns him down. And he is... There must have been a mistake. Right. So he's determined to find the professor. Right. And they're like, he's on vacation, and he goes on an adventure, and you know, befriends a girl, and of course, there's probably a, it's probably more about the love story between the two of them than the adventure. But it's just really comical. Uh, the trailer had some parts that made me laugh out loud. Like uh, he goes into this room and he sees like a, a skull, and he screams. Yes. And he, co- he comes out to the canoe, and the girl's like. I heard some really high pitched screaming. He's like, "It's weird." Me too. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, "I have lots of friends." No, she goes, "I have friends." And he's like, "Well, how come nobody's texted you all day?" <laughs> she's like, "Were you looking at my phone?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's just, it's just a very charming, very appealing. It has like a Juno vibe. Yeah. But also like, uh, um, oh, that's really good. It's like that era of indie, yeah, like. Romantic comedy. Is yeah, what it does remind you. yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited yeah. to see it. Uh, and then the third one in my i I don't know. I don't even know where to start because I haven't yet settled on my trailer of the week. But the third one I was going to say. I don't know if you picked the same three to be out of contention, but okay. third one I was going to say was Three Thousand Years of Longing, which actually looks was amazing. Wow. Is that your trailer of the week? No. Okay. But it was a contender for it. You think Vengeance is the third one that I was going to say? No. Oh. I thought you were going to say She-Hulk. No. She-Hulk was amazing. Yeah? That trailer was... I mean, it's a show. I thought you were going to discount it because it's a, it's a show. But it's a TV show. But we include these because they're so pivotal to them. Well, movies. we include them because they're so pivotable. Pivotable? Pivotable? Uh, pivotal? It's a pivotal. Pivotal. Able to pivot? So pivotable means they're able to pivot. Yeah. Pivotal means they are central to the storyline. Yeah. yeah, to the swing. Right. So regardless. <laughs> right. Like I was saying. 
I love how this podcast is like half movies and half English. Like, <laughs> Bad English. We need to like start marketing the show to like English majors. <laughs> Change our category. Like English department at universities. <laughs> but so She-Hulk, um, I mean, this looked amazing. There's this great scene where uh, the Hulk is trying to get her to channel her anger to become the, the She-Hulk. Yeah. And she does. She bursts up green and slams the saws shut and the Hulk is going, yes, yes, yes. And then because she's so wound up as a Hulk, she destroys the glass box that she's in and he's like, yes, yes, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it's just obviously I can't do it justice. I never do it justice, but I don't know. I thought it was great. I'm excited. I'm going to definitely tune in August 17th. I thought it looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, who is she? Is, do we know her from somewhere else? She's from other TV shows, I think. Okay. Um, the only thing is people, people, including myself, are like, oh, CG, it's not the best. I mean, I guess it's okay for TV, but we just like next to the Hulk, she doesn't look quite as good. But I feel like this is, we're far enough out. This could have been like just enough for the trailer. You know what I okay. mean? Like, we'll see. I have faith okay. in Marvel. Hmm. So, I, yeah, I thought that was going to be the next one. But let's talk about... Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. Now, this is a movie with uh, Tilda Swinton finds a genie. Love her. And it's Ichabod Elbow Crane. Yeah. and But she's not like, he's like, what are your wishes? And she's like, ah, wishes never work out for anybody. Right. She's like, tell me about the other people you granted wishes to. So there's kind of like story, like mm -hmm. she kind of builds a relationship with the, the djinn rather than uh, just making wishes for herself. Yeah. But there's the whole like I think I think it's interesting. She's like, I almost wish that we had never met. And he ah! starts to come true. He's like, yeah. Don't say that. So I thought this looks really great. Now this showed at Cannes. How did it do? It had got when it was over, it had six minutes standing ovation. Wow. So it must impress somebody. Yeah. The this was an effective trailer because the the movie went from mildly being on my radar yeah. to like, oh, I gotta remember to leave a screen to book this. Right. Yeah, I think it looks, I'm pretty pumped for it. That's this summer, right? Yeah. So, next movie we have on here is the second trailer for Elvis. Mm. You gotta win, there's a race. Which I think looked even better than the first trailer. Lemonade. A little bit more of the story, but to me, more than a little bit more of the story, we got to see Baz Luhrmann's, like, style style for this and how he looks like they are doing like remixes r&b rap remixes mm -hmm. of elvis songs at least for background music right. um to kind of just like spice things up and i think that's really cool this had a very similar feel to the great gatsby yes which he directed yeah and that was amazing this this trailer i mean it's again it's not my trailer of the week, but it's pretty darn close. I mean, this was a great trailer. A great trailer. I cannot wait for this movie. June 24th. Coming soon? Yep. All right, what do you want to do next? Oof. Well, I guess we got We might as well go next with Vengeance. That's my trailer of the week. Which is my trailer of the week. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 This one, like, 3,000 Years of Longing was going to be my trailer of the week. Right. And then I watched this one, right. and I was like, no, no, uh, no. I think it's this one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walk so, us through it, because this was amazing. So it's a BJ Novak film. 
which you would remember, he sort of got his start to fame through The Office. Right. But he's done a lot of sort of interesting writing, film, well, acting, blah, blah, blah. Well, the thing to know, if you don't, is he didn't, like, you're like, he only got his start on The Office. He wrote The Office. Right, right. That's what yeah. I meant. That's what I meant. As well as starred in it. Right. Right. So uh, he, I guess, had like a few dates or something with a girl. A little f- meaningless fling. Right. And she dies somehow. I can't remember. If she. I don't think it's suicide. She dies. And her family, apparently this girl made her family believe that there was a lot more going on. There was like pictures with him and he goes to the funeral. Yeah. Just kind of just to be nice, but the family embraces him like almost as if they were going to get engaged. Right. They, they embrace him like he's family. Right. And uh, like they have him involved in things that he shouldn't be involved right. in. But what, uh, she's not suicide. She definitely dies, but uh, from something else. But uh, I love this because it's about podcasting. Yep. And which I, I love, I love the idea of chasing a story because I've been there a million times for the Legcast when I did that, and it's just the idea here is that I guess her brother, cousin, or whatever is like she was murdered, and we need to find out who murdered her, and and he's like, they're like, well, she wasn't. What's the what's yeah. the story? He's like, that's the story. People who can't accept the truth. That they make up this huge conspiracy, and he just wants to follow how so, far. So, so pause that because I know you're in the middle of getting to a point. No, I can think but, of it. But no, no, because there's a second half to that point. Okay. Because, but I thought it was really interesting that in and of itself, sort of informs an interesting insight into the how conspiracy theories grow such a life. Right. You know, as a means of discounting a truth that you'd rather not be comfortable with. Right. You know what I mean? And I had never really looked at it that way. I mean, just to be honest, I had never thought of conspiracy theories as a uh, dysfunctional means of coping with a reality that you're not really comfortable with. You know, so I just thought that was a really interesting uh, premise, a, a dynamic of the storytelling. But then he goes on, the trailer goes on to reveal some um, interesting developments that, in fact, maybe it turns out. Maybe she was murdered. Maybe she was murdered. And that's kind of where the comedy is yeah. like back and forth of right. misinterpreting things or maybe not interpreting them enough. Right. Kind of like, yeah. He walks up to his car and as he's approaching it, which is a Prius, it explodes. It blows <laughs> up. so great. And then he's what, at the sheriff's office or yeah. something. And he says to the sheriff, my Prius exploded. <laughs> and the, the kid in the one of the other sheriffs goes, imagine if it was a real car. <laughs> With gas and stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So good. Yeah. So this was 100% my trailer of the week. We're talking about the movie Vengeance, uh, starring and written and directed apparently by B.J. Novak. I forget if he was the director or just the writer, but yeah. anyway, B.J. Novak movie called Vengeance. Do yourself a favor, watch this trailer, and keep an eye for it. If I get the chance to play it at Penn Cinema, 100% I will. Nice. I think it's a focus features movie. Yeah, I think it's focus. Yeah, so yeah. we probably will. We're My boy Alec from focus he's the best what a guy i mean he's just the best simply the best he asks me to do simple favors and then i do them and he's like thank you so much you're the best and it goes right to your head and i'm like brah i would have done it anyway (laughs) (laughs) no problem but anyway it's nice to be appreciated we love focus and this movie is vengeance check it out so you have two more big 
trailers. These were like the high profile trailers of yeah. the week. Yeah. So let's start off with Thor. Thor Love and Thunder trailer two. This was an amazing trailer. It this we were talking about Marvel Burnout. Mm-hmm. Right? Not anymore, we're not. Not anymore, we're not. Right. This trailer like cures. Cures it right up. Yep. And uh it's so good. I'm so glad that like uh Lady Thor looks like she's going to be like in the movie a lot mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of. Just, I thought maybe she'd just show up at the end, right, or whatever. Um, I love just like the, the some of the simple details, like you know she's got Mjolnir, but it, the broken one. So when she swings the hammer, she can throw shards of it out. Mm. Did you see that at one Mm-mm. point? It was it, like, uh, and they come back to the hammer instead of just throwing the whole hammer. Um, yeah, I'm really. I'm really pumped for this now. Like, I mean, I was before. I was looking forward to it, but now I'm like, okay. Back yeah. in the game, baby. We're back. Yeah. Lock and load. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they got the secret sauce. They know what they're doing. Right. The trailers. The comedy is great. When when he's like, oh, he flicks his clothes off. He's like, you flicked too hard. Right, right. <laughs> I tell you something. Yeah, and then the two women are like watching, and they're like, "Should we help them?" And they're like eating popcorn, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll get to it." Yeah, you know? yeah, right. <laughs> um, this movie's not far off. How many weeks? Like three? I mean, no more than three, but I mean, it's like seven. Yeah, something like that. It's coming like close. Six or seven weeks. Uh, tickets are not on sale yet, but we just got the word on uh, Lightyear, which opens June seventeenth, and those tickets go on sale not on Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. So we got. I think if I know Disney, we got to get Lightyear on sale and roll in a little bit before we start talking about Thor going on sale. But Thor is going to be huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are we going to discuss the trailer, the poster art that was on our uh, Facebook page? No, oh, we it, can. it looks like we. It was. So I want to shout out again to Frodo. Yeah. Who did you see what she posted? Oh no no. Yeah yeah. So Penn Cinema. The business, the sister business. I mean, the main thing I do is the podcast. Right. Right. But then we yeah. have this spinoff movie theater. Yeah. Right. We were like, we talk about movies a lot. Right. You, and you thought, what if I showed them? What if I also had a movie theater? Right. right. Uh, yeah. Right. So we have that movie theater on Airport Road, and we have a Facebook page for Penn Cinema. Yeah. And on said Facebook page, we posted a new picture of the new uh, poster for Thor. And Fro- Frodo posted another picture in the comment section they said or as we call it and it was a picture of the poster but she took the th- the th from thunder from love and thunder yeah. and she put it after thor so it says thor th- <laughs> <laughs> so good i gotta look that up oh my god it's it was so good. it made me laugh so hard and the great thing is not all of our staff are devoted podcast listeners. Well, that's, I can't believe I that. know. I mean, I, I, I went through a period where I was firing people if they weren't you know, up to, <laughs> like, I would walk up to people and just ask them, like, what was that joke David made last week about horses? <laughs> yeah. And if they didn't know the answer, like, they're out. They're out. And then it, it was like Monty Python because I asked them about the horses and they were like, the European horses or the African horses? You're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then I got fired. So it's been super awkward ever since. <laughs> That's when we put an end. <laughs> no more pop quizzes. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for a follow-up question. But um, anyway, one one of the guys that works here was like, did you see that poster? That was so funny. And it's it great because they didn't know, they don't know Frodo. Yeah. You know? Because she used her fake name. 
right. Tristan Fidelius. Right, that's total fake. Right, yeah, right. We know the real name, right. Frodo. Frodo. Uh, uh, good stuff. L- last movie trailer. So this was a little bit like a teaser trailer. We're talking about Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, yeah, which comes out next summer. So basically, a year from now. And um, I was thrilled to see the trailer, and the trailer was great, but it was. Yeah, like it didn't really tell you unless I missed something, which frequently no. happens. But I, di- I don't think it told you anything, but it didn't advance the plot. It was a lot of clips of Tom Cruise running and Tom Cruise driving and people if shooting. Avatar is a sizzle reel, then so is this. Okay. Yep. Yep. But it was cool. No, it is really cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I, I dig it. Okay. Uh, David, did you see Downton Abbey? So that's the end of our trailers. Yeah. And now we're ready to talk about our feature film. Feature film. Downton Abbey, a new era. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to brag. Yeah. Because I don't like to, like, you know. To your own horn. I'm saying. But yeah. I got to watch this at a private screening. Screen yeah. film. Yeah. You did, too? Yeah. How was your screening? Well, there were some unruly people there. But I, I was just going to say, because in my screening, there were some unruly people in the back. Yeah. Mine were up front. They were up front? Yeah. I was like, what's <laughs> uh, going on what's up there? What's going on up hey, there? Hey, you! I said, <laughs> cut it out! <laughs> Down in front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not what I came for. No, that was awesome. So um, David and I watched it with Amy and a bunch of our friends. Yeah. Uh, and had a great time. And uh, it was really fun to see. It was fun to see a movie with you, so that we could compare notes. Because we don't always get to watch them together. Sometimes right. we do, yeah. but not not that often. Pretty rare. Um, and it was great. So it was great to see it with you and and see it with Amy and some of our other friends who are huge Downton fans. Mr. Gobble was there. Mr. Gobble was there. Yeah. No. 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 Gobble was not there. I thought he was there. No, it was a different Scott. <sighs> no. Gobble was up in Boston preparing to cheer on his daughter, How who's about to graduate Scott, from college. How did I get Scott confused with Scott? I, I, I don't know <laughs> how that could happen. Oh yeah. Did 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 this? The lights were half off. Did this Clearly. Scott, the one that you met, seem semi disinterested and unimpressed that he just met David Morton? Yeah. Yeah. So, see, I think the other Scott, the Mystery Gobble. I've met the Mystery Gobble. Yeah. Well, anyway. A couple times. Okay. I think he would have greeted you with more enthusiasm. I saw. I was like, how come yeah. this guy's not playing back? I thought I, I could have sworn it was him. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Well, Mystery Gobble. I've never been more sorry. But <laughs> I thought you were another Scott. David is blushing. I, my I can't, friends. I'm he is embarrassed, and rightly so. Yeah. We're going to have to take a break from the podcast for a second while David goes and sits in the Can corner. Scott flashcards for me? <laughs> well, it's funny you would say that because we are friends. Amy and I are friends with like six different couples. You have flashcards with names Scott. Okay. Yeah. The only thing we're missing, we're not friends with any women named Scott. <sighs> Well, What's the girl version of Scotty? Is it Scotty? It's got to be Scotty. Scotia? Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Yeah. So we watched Downton Abbey. David, Downton Abbey, A New Era. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, I think I like it better than the first one. Mm. Um, it's a good – it's 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 funny because the first movie felt like uh, – I don't know how much British television you watch. <laughs> But generally, they do a season, and then they do a holiday special, mm. and then they do the next season, right? Gotcha. And the holiday special is kind of its own thing. It may continue some stuff, but it's always it's like a longer episode, a little rushed, mm. a little like mm-hmm. they try and do a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which which is 
not limited to British television. No, but it's very it's very British. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember back like going back to olden days when you watch a regular TV show? Yeah. And then like it's Thursday night, so your favorite show is on and you watch it, but you quickly realize that the whole thing is just a bunch of clips clip spliced together, yeah. you know, yeah, with, yeah. with like one or two characters of like the five characters, but there's only two of them reminiscing and like they're all spliced together. Yeah. That's what you're saying the first movie felt like. No. Not, not clips. No, no, no. Not, not clips. A, not a clip show. So I, I'm not saying, see, I think you're thinking like a, a holiday episode. Yeah. That's not what. That's not what the holiday oh. things. So, so like a normal British series will run seven to eight episodes okay. rather than twenty three like ours do. Gotcha. And then seven to eight episodes, and then they'll do a holiday special. Mm. The holiday special will sometimes have to do about the holiday, or it'll just be a long special like mini movie mm. type thing, and it's kind of standalone. But it, it does usually feed into the. It's more to get you hyped up for the next season. Gotcha. And. Nothing like super crazy usually happens. So uh, that's what the first movie felt like. It felt like they were afraid to do anything because the, the series ended on such a like, everyone finally got happy. And they didn't want to wreck that. Right. So the first season, the first movie, they were like, let's just do like one more adventure and see what happens, but let's not try and break the status quo. The biggest thing was the Dowager said that she was dying, but she didn't die. She just said that she was going to eventually die. Which they carried over into this movie. Right. But this movie decided to go a little bit more with the ups and downs of the, of the drama. And it's, you know, split the family. I thought it was a much better just film in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, you're not going to get your big highs and lows that you got from the, s- the series right. anymore. Like that's it's it's going to be smaller bumps on the roller coaster. Isn't that the nature of taking a series like that and yeah. making movies out of yeah, it? Yeah, you just yeah. don't have the time. It's, right. It's just it, it and that's not a complaint. That's just like being realistic. It made me want to rewatch the series. Like it, yeah. it, it made so I agree with everything you said. I loved the movie. I liked it better than the first one. I thought it was beautifully shot. I yeah. mean, just some really gorgeous shots. I think the image of, um, is it Robert, the dad, yeah. the main guy? Lord Grantham. Uh, yeah, Lord Grantham in that boat in the Riviera when he's just, it's just, there's no dialogue. There's no, you know, it doesn't advance the story, but there's just this beautiful shot of him in that old fashioned, beautiful wooden motorboat, like, splashing across some bay or some inlet or something and just gorgeous. Like that was such an iconic, like just a great moment to see on the big screen, you know, to see in, in a movie theater. Um, yeah, I thought it, I just thought it was spectacular. Yeah. Um, but it also ends in a way that like there could be more, but there doesn't need to be more. Right. And I think there will be more based on how the, how it played. You know, opened up to 16 million, which I think some people thought was going to do more, but the reviews are almost universally positive. So I think it's going to hold really well over late, over Memorial Day weekend. And um, yeah, we'll see. I honestly wouldn't be mind, I mean, if they brought the series back and sped it up. You know, there was a nice time jump with this one where the kids were all older and everything too. But if they if they went a little bit further... And brought the series back where the kids were now the young adults that the series focused uh-huh. on. And you could still have some of the other actors yeah. in there, but they would be playing older versions of their 
of so the, you're like a second you're at, you're proposing like a second generation down yeah yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah that do you, i don't see i don't see that happening I mean, you can even fast forward enough to that both the parents are dead and you're already yeah. or whatever so huh. interesting yeah so down abbey best movie i've ever seen best movie i've ever seen and I can't wait for the third installment. Downton Abbey. Another new era. Another, <laughs> a newer era. A newer era. Yeah. Fast and Furious. You remember when there was a Lancaster-based newspaper called The New Era? Yeah. Yeah. That got Go old. Go on. Uh, so are we ready for yes. listener notes? Please. Questions? Please. Do you want to take this first one? I would it's love to. It's all about you. Uh, Frodo writes in and I love David how you she writes in these like masterpiece yeah. essays. Yeah. Which is the only th- appropriate term, mm-hmm. you know. Um the only thing it would be better would be if they arrived on paper. <laughs> right? <laughs> the only thing worse is if they would arrived on paper and it was like cut up letters from a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but Anyway, so to summarize uh, her insightful email. So we we raised a question last week. Um, I raised the question of, do I need to read movie reviews? Do I need to take them seriously? Do I need to care about them? Right. And I don't. No. That, that's, that was sort of my position, my opening position. Frodo wrote in and said she generally agrees with Penn to avoid reviews of movies. Reviews are best used. Now, this is an interesting differentiation. She says, reviews are best used for an overview of the movie rather than a genuine opinion piece. So in other words, a a review that sort of gives you a flavor of the movie, like fair enough. Yeah. As opposed to a review where the writer is expressing an opinion about what he or she thought of the movie. Which I think is a really interesting distinction because in in those cases where the review is more of an outline of describing the movie, that can be useful in terms of understanding what you're getting into. And she said it was. She also went on to say like how it's hard to trust even the customer or the uh, people reviews that get put up because the type of person that's going to write a review on Rotten Tomatoes is like a type of person of their own category right like good or bad just right. it's just like they're a different type of like they're not they might not be the audience that you are wondering would, would they like this thing. right yeah. and you you always have to take that into account like when my dad wrote me and said the times uh hated whatever movie that opened to a hundred million dollars yeah and i'm like well of course the times hated it everybody else in the world loved it right you, you know what i mean like great but I think the other interesting note that Frodo made, uh, which didn't get into your summary, was I think she said you do have to remember there's some value in the aggregate. Like if the, if the reviews are universally bad, mm-hmm. then there could be some truth. In right. That. Although I do think sometimes it's an echo chamber effect where, you know, some reviewers are sort of following the popular, you know, if everybody wants to dislike this movie, sometimes you'll see critics sort of just fall in line right. along those along those lines. I agree. I usually look at the headlines rather than read right. the actual articles right. just to kind of get a grasp of where people are. Because, like she said, it's it can be an overview, and a lot of a lot of critics will not um, be able to tell you their opinion without like blowing the whole movie right. for you. So on this topic, yeah. What's interesting in terms of like my selective 
you know how like I I have opinions until it works. Like I don't like something until it works in my favor, and well, that then I make any sense. and then all of a sudden I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Top Gun has ninety six percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. So you think it's going to be amazing? <laughs> so if it's ninety six on Rotten Tomatoes, then I'm I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I'm, all of a sudden, I'm on board with reviews. Oh wow! <laughs> right. Amazing! Right? <laughs> amazing! The statistics back up what I want. Right? Means it's perfect. Count me in. Yeah. Trailer Master Jason writes in, he says, this is interesting. With today's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 teaser trailer releasing today, mm. 417 days before the release date, I thought it would be, would I thought I, I thought I would bring up an interesting discussion point. Do you like trailers releasing this far out or tighter releases only a few months out to build up the excitement and hype? I think specifically for this, Paramount wanted to capitalize on the Top Gun Tom Cruise craze which makes sense in the situation. After some movies being negatively affected by over-marketing for a long length of time during the pandemic, during the pandemic years, I thought I might, I thought I might be curious if some studios try and be more short and direct with their marketing, like Thorth is doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that this is way. I think that teaser trailer wise, this is fine. But this is almost more than a teaser. Like a teaser trailer for this far out would have been like 30 seconds. Maybe you don't know what's going on. Then all of a sudden you see it's Tom Cruise and he's like, it's time to get serious. And it was like, Mission Impossible. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and that would have been it. But this shows just, they're just like stunt after stunt after stunt. Right. Like, did they show just every stunt in the movie, you know? Uh, they need to cool it, I think, after this for quite some time. So you're agreeing with Jason? Yeah. yeah. I think it's too far out. Yeah. No, I I would tend to agree. The only thing I would say in defense of my friends in distribution mm. is that there's no rules for how to manage marketing coming out of a pandemic. Right. Nobody's ever done it before. Well, on the back end, Thorth waited too long. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe Thorth timed it perfectly. The analogy that I was going to make here, though, was um, the James Bond, No Time to Die. I mean, we started seeing trailers of that in December of 2019. Yeah. When we thought it was coming out in a few months. Or Morbius came out. That was The trailer was out for almost two full years. Okay, but the difference is nobody, and I, I'm not trying to like make a, a funny statement here, but nobody cared about Morbius. It was much lower under the radar. And and also James Bond kept coming, you know, they kept rescheduling it. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. they'd ramp up the trailers. And, and then, then they release they, a slightly different trailer. And then they'd reschedule it again and release another slightly different trailer. Yeah. And then they'd reschedule it again and release another slightly different trailer. It was like, you know And nobody got time for that. No. So I'm saying we saw my point is we saw a lot of the James Bond trailer. I suspect God knows I've been wrong before. The Mission Impossible trailer might be the, what we see now might be all we see this summer. Like we're and I'd not love that. Yeah, I would love that too. And I don't think we're going to get another Mission Impossible trailer until December. I, I'd love you. Yeah, come Avatar. Yep. Boom. Here's the next one. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shady lady. She stuck it to the telemarketer. Stuck it to the man. You remember a while back? You were like, "Yep, this is what you should do if you want to support the show." Right. Telemarketer calls you up. Right. 
you tell them to listen to the Pensacola podcast and you hang up that phone. Yep. She says, I can't explain the empowerment it gives me to have one up on these annoying calls. I think we should really start a movement here. And I put out a challenge to all my fellow listeners to just try it and then write in how good it felt. Love it. Yeah. So she stuck it to them hard. She stuck like, it to them. Listen to the Pensacola podcast. Click. Click. Yeah. See, she's a step ahead of me because I usually just hang up on them or I click decline. Yeah, I just don't answer. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, I answer and just let it sit there. Like if I'm doing something on the computer and I see it ringing, I'll hit answer and keep working on the computer. Like don't even pick up my phone or, you know, anything. Just click and then. Then nothing. Yeah. You know, you've done that to me a couple times too. Well, I thought you were trying to get me to Hello? do a podcast or something. Hey. Hey. You there? I'll just talk. <laughs> 45 minutes later. Hey. All right, later. <laughs> I'll just talk. <laughs> All right, let's move on to what are you doing? What are you, what are you, what's going on outside of the world of theaters? Penn, you were traveling for like a billion years. I was away this weekend wishing my dear friend, Renee Grube, mm. happy 50th birthday. Wow. She officially is old. She's Hawaii Five-O. She's a Hawaii Five-O. I can't believe for all the 50th birthday parties I've been to, which is like a million in the last 12 months, nobody has ever said Hawaiian Five-O. Oh, man, come on. Now I'm going to start saying it every Hawaiian time. Hawaiian Five-O. Yeah. Yeah. She's Hawaiian Five-O. She never looked better. She's amazing, and we love her. And Amy and I went down together. This is Amy's childhood friend. <gasps> Grew up together, have known each other since they're five years old. Wow. Uh, for some reason. Stole each other's boyfriends. Right. For some reason, which is beyond me, Renee lives in Asheville, North Carolina, which it turns out very far away. And also probably really hot. It wasn't that bad because for some reason the way the elevation sits and it's up high and in the mountains or something. Oh. But when we left Lidditz, it was like 80 some degrees and we were driving through Virginia and at one point... The thermometer, like the car temperature thing, said 91 degrees. But by the time we got to Asheville, it was like 75 degrees. But the radio was constantly at 96 degrees. You bet, baby. On repeat. <laughs> so anyway, 98 degrees. So anyway, so I, did, I had no idea what you were getting The band. At. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what that means. 90, remember NSYNC, 98 degrees? No. I don't remember NSYNC. Well, they were boy bands. You don't yeah. remember NSYNC? No, I mean, I'm aware that there's a band named NSYNC. I could not name a single song, including 98 Degrees. You know who Justin Timberlake is? I'm very well aware Justin Timberlake is. From NSYNC. From the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson. Yeah. That's where you got famous. Right. Yeah. So that sounds like an amazing trip for you, listening to a band I couldn't remember the name of. We had a great time. Yeah. We had a great time. Happy birthday, Renee. Happy birthday Happy to all birthday, of Renee. the wonderful people out there who had a birthday this weekend. Hawaii, but Five-0. that's pretty much what I did this weekend was two things. Drive and wish Renee a happy birthday. That's all I've been doing for the last four days. It was so far away that you just did a drive by happy birthday. Right. Too. You just drove, hey, happy birthday. we got to go. Sorry, see you. Bye. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to? My dude. I watched Top Gun. The first one. Did I tell you? What? Remember a few weeks ago I watched it and yeah. I was like telling everybody, I was like, you got to remember to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, not a fan. What? Yeah. Was weird. this your first time? I don't remember the last time I've watched it. Okay. And I, I do remember, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh yeah, I've always thought this was really boring. And the plane fighting scenes give me a headache because it's so choppy. 
and the and it's like it's funny though, but there are definitely certain scenes where I'm like, yeah, and then they play the music, and then I'm like, oh, they played this song like six times already. Yeah, and this the movie has like the soundtrack has like three songs. Right, they play over and over, and it definitely jumps to some serious like there's definitely like plot hole j- plot jumps. They go on one they go on one like pseudo date, and the next day she's like, uh, Mavericks doing the wrong thing in the air and he gets all pissy about it and he, she's like I couldn't say it in there because I'm falling for you <laughs> after their one like dinner and then they're like all over each other of course so I have a love hate relationship with this movie also everyone is so sweaty throughout the whole thing <laughs> I'm like I'm getting hot just watching how hot these people are out there so not a huge fan. That's weird. Uh, my opinion is the new movie needs to be a lot different. Mm. Interesting. So, all right. When are you going to watch a new movie? Are you going to watch it in IMAX or are you going to watch it in regular? Regular. Interesting. Are you going to watch an IMAX? Yeah. You would. Yeah. You would. That's just like you. It seems like a pen thing to do. I also watched a movie. Called Men. Mm-hmm. Preach. This movie was hands down one of the most disturbing, creepy, gory, upsetting, horrible things I've ever seen. Now, the themes in the movie are good. It's about toxic masculinity, mm. how it's bad, and pointing it out. The way it goes about that. I was literally upset after this movie having put these images inside of my body. Um, Lady gets chased around town by a naked man. Well, not even chased. He just kind of like slowly is always, he's just like always outside the house, like peeking in when, so you just see him in the background and it's really creepy to just be like thinking that there's someone watching you just like, and then at all times. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, the naked man, because so here's Murrow saying that people could they could just put their faces on on other actors. Yeah, all the men in the town are the one actor's face. Even the children, like all of them, have the same face. They're all like the same person. Yeah, uh, and that's super creepy. And then the naked man gives birth to a fully grown man who gives birth to a fully grown man who gives birth to a teenager who then gives birth through his back to another fully grown man who then gives birth to another man who then gives birth through his mouth to another man. It is incredibly disgusting. I can't believe you just said that on our show. Yeah. I feel like we need to wash this show. Yeah. Wash your ears. How do you scrub a a show? Yeah. And some alcohol. (laughs) Clean out your... Put the the rag in one ear and pull yeah. it out the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now it was supposed to symbolize how toxic masculinity is generational or whatever, but whew. wow. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. That must so have anyway, been hard for you. I don't recommend this. I wish you were there to hold my hand the whole time. You know what I did do? What? I finished Ozark. <gasps> it's amazing. And I can't wait to start season two or three of Russian Doll. Did you finish Dune? What? Oh. Huh? Oh. Dune? 
No, that doesn't come out for like two more years. I got all kinds got of time. All time. Yeah. I wish I would have known when I lent you that book that I was like, this is never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you gave me that book. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you gave it to me. It's like a collector's edition one. Too. I know. It's super nice. I have it displayed in my house so the you people who come over think I read. Think you read too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you better finish it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, wow. That's a whole nother level of pressure. I thought we had put Dune behind us. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they just, they just cast Christopher Walken. It's right in front of us yeah. now. All right. Well, game yeah. on. I'm, jo- I'm going to Seattle in a few weeks. Oh, my gosh. And I'll bring the freaking book, the 18-pound book with me. <sighs> I'm going to try reading it because that audio, I didn't love the audio. You zipped out on it. You fell asleep. I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll see. Okay. 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 All right. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, the best way to do yeah. that is to email us, podcast at pencinema.com, right. or head over to Facebook and interact right. with us over there. Yeah. And if you want to support the show, right. Penn, what's the number one way to do that? Well, you know, there's we like to laugh. Not me. Not, I mean, David's super serious, but I enjoy a good laugh. And you know who else has amazing senses of humor? Clergy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're always laughing. Right. They love nothing more than a good little chuckle. Yeah. You know, so what What I what I think people should do is write out little notes that say, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. And there's two places you should stick it. Just going <laughs> to let that simmer for a moment. Two places to put these notes. Yeah. One is you go to church mm-hmm. and you put it in the collection plate. <laughs> like, because if you give the church a dollar. Yeah. What's it going to do with a dollar? You know, it's going to put it in the bank account and like, great. Teach a man to fish. You know? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But if you get the clergy at that church listening to the Penn Central podcast, think about how much better their message is. It's going to like resonate and echo throughout time. I can't wait for a sermon based off of one right. of the episodes. That's what I'm saying. You know, you know, the guy's going to stand up or the gal or the person is going to stand up and like give the sermon of their life. Based on like the Penn Cinema podcast. Yeah. The other thing you could do if you don't want to actually go to church, which I don't blame you, is go to one of those hotels that has the Bibles everywhere and stick the note in the Bible. Because you could save yeah. that person like a lot of time. Yeah. You know, because they could spend all night reading the Bible. <laughs> or. <laughs> and hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's what, you know, the clergy want to hear about the Penn Cinema podcast is what I'm trying to tell you. Well, speaking of clergy liking to laugh. Yes. If you're American when you go in the bathroom. Yeah. And you're American when you come out. Right. What are you when you're in the bathroom? European or African? European. Yeah, European. Gotcha. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That was, that was painful. Yeah. Painful, my friend. Uh, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> inflict. Inflict. <laughs> Little cuts here and there, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, once again, for the Benson of Buckets, I'm David Moulton. So am I. <laughs> Take, Take care, care and party, party on. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. 
Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.